Keep it coming, NJPW. Keep that quality coming. This week, NJPW Strong, their American show, about an hour, 50 minutes or so, which shows some of the people they've got coming through and then gives us a, a main event with some established, in inverted commas, superstars. This is the Lions Break Contender Series. Three matches here, all of which are great. First, El Mysterioso versus Barrett Brown. Mysterioso is absolutely huge. He's um, he's broad, you know. He's not got that cut physique, but it's massive. It's a, a more kind of 70s wrestling physique. You know, um, he looks like Bruno San Martino in a mask. And Barrett Brown is five foot six, smaller guy, agile, has that great physique. First of all, the uh, I tell you what, Mysterioso's horn horn based intro music is like a kind of it's like Rocky, really triumphal. It's really nice. It, it should have been brought out on some kind of raised dais carried by four gentlemen, you know. Anyway, this is. A really nice way to ease us in to the matches. Not to say it's some kind of filler or just a kind of curtain jerker, because it's not. It's a really good, really good match with some great moves. Early on, Brown has some success, but unfortunately for him, Mysterioso catches him outside, launches him like a lawn dart into the post. He um, he gets his knees on him from a top rope um, into a senton. Sorry, it hits the knees from that. There is a lovely brown high drop kick. He really catches air on that. Very nice. And a high knee right to the button. When it's done, it's a thing of beauty. So simple, but at speed, looks so effective. Then he hits a reverse Rana, gets along too. But Mysterioso comes out on top. Because he is on top, on the third buckle that is, and and gets a reverse suplex for the pin. Great, great action. A really nice tale of solid map-based wrestler who can fly when he wants to, and young Tyro who is very quick and has the moves. Really nice to see Mysterioso for the first time here at NJPW. Barrett Brown is going to go places... Let's see what else they can offer. Well, it's two people I know pretty well. Adrian Quest, who I remember seeing, I think it was uh, on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood or Arizona, one of the two. But really liked him when I saw him in that indie. Really nice. He's one of the bigger indies, of course. And he can really flow in the ring and has that high-flying ability. So does TJP. That's who he's facing tonight. This should be a barn burner and it really is. It's great jockeying for position. Fluid, fast-paced early on. Quest gets a tornado elbow off the top, which is a surprise to TJP and to me and to Kevin Kelly and Kozlov. Kevin Kelly and Kozlov at, at ringside commentary. Lovely. A great piece of work. But TJP comes back with some arm lock combinations. Really great bridging arm lock. Then gets the left, then gets the arm and the leg 
and just falls back, really snaps it. Very nice. Quest has a really, you can see him moving through the gears and moving through the moves and sometimes just thinking mid-flight, I'll need to change this because I see that he's now looking to block that, so I'll change it into this. You can see the thought patterns. Beautiful to do. Or to see, should I say. He hits a great spinning kick and an Asai Moonsault on the outside quickly takes back control from when TJP had that arm and leg control and quickly as well gets a running shooting star for a two. Not a long two though. During this match there was a, a, a moment where TJP went to the top and Quest is looking up at him and they're both a little forgetful. It's not a blown situation, doesn't last for long. The commentary team sort of say, um, and it is noticeable, but you know, in a fast-paced match like this, I can forgive it because the action around it is wonderful. From this kind of, what should we do next moment, TJP gets Quest into a pile driver position. Quest pushes out of that, somersaults and lands on his feet. That is just so difficult to do from a pile driver position. Wonderful. In the end, Quest misses the, misses the 450. TJP hits his splash, gets the pin. Well, that's the match of the programme and these two I knew could turn it on and they really did here. This is something a bit special. And you know, NJPW just say that's a, a really nice match, but they have such uh, effect and they have such quality and they have such style that this is a match which they don't need to ballyhoo. But they really should because it's something really, really special. And the main event, which is Kenta and Fantasmo and Hikoleo versus Fred Rosser and ACH and Blake Christian could have been a mess. You've got a lot of high flyers and fast-paced men in there, but it isn't. It really isn't. Hikaleo is something, he's enormous. He's 4'8 or 4'9, Kelly said. I think he's 4'8. It probably means it's about 5'6 or 5'8 from what wrestlers, do, what wrestling federations do. But he does look a big gentleman. You know, he really has fun with, um, really has fun early on with ACH. Throws him face first into the bottom buckle. That looked brutal. Then El Fantasmo comes in. You know, he's having such fun in there. Wonderful, wonderful heel. He rakes ACH's back. Then Kenta comes in and does that. Then Hikaleo does the same and just looks at his fingernails as if to say, have I got any skin under there? After he's done it, that's really disturbing. But then Rosser's in and puts Hikaleo down and follows with an STF. There is a lovely uh, Christian springboard moonsault onto Hikaleo, but um, oh, he, kind of, he kind of doesn't get all of it. Actually, it's not lovely. He doesn't get all of it. He And it's mentioned by the commentary team, which is good. But you see, this is the great thing about wrestlers whose synapses are really firing. So although he doesn't get it all, he ends up sort of in the arms of Hikaleo. Rossa comes in, pushes, um, 
break Christian's feet, who then can segue from that into a DDT. So although he didn't get all of that moonsault, wasn't lovely, Rossa knew what to do, pushes his feet, Christian knew exactly what that meant, DDT. That is quality. To say, well, we didn't really get it, and I'm just gonna make this, we're just gonna make this into something fantastic. Lemons, lemonade. Great NJPW, great Rosser, great Christian, wonderful work. As standard here, this is the thing. But of course, Hikaleo is always going to have that um, really, um, he's going to have that size advantage. He loves the choke spl- slam, as choke splash, should I get, or choke, choke slam, not choke splash. A choke splash would be extraordinary. Landing on him with your, with your, 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 your hands round his neck. Anyway, choke slam. He hits that on Christian. Eventually, everybody is dumped out, which allows El Fantasmo to hit a splash, which is almost a coast to coast, one corner of the ring to the other, which is very nice for a long two. He pulls the ref into the way of Christian, who's trying to make a fight back, and then hits a super kick, which slaps throughout the room for the pin. At times, this was a little bit shaggy. It is a six-man tag. They did battle on the outside. But the inf- but the, the work in the ring makes this something special. And this programme is on fire. There are no squashes here. There is no one just going through the motions. There are no real angles here. Because you've already created those early on with your tradition and with your great characters, and with the Lions Break stuff, and people desperately wanting to win to move up. That's all you need to do. Look at that, WWE. Look at that impact. AEW think along the similar lines, and people love it. That's where you need to be. ROH, have a look at this as well. The Pure Tournament is done this way. People love that too. This is what should be done. Plus, great wrestling makes this a 5 out of 5. And I'm so pleased I bought the streaming service as my birthday present is for NJPW because they have definitely not let me down yet. And I don't believe they really will. Ta-ta.